Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking us on a roller coaster of a topic which is titled Google Analytics 4, so GA4, dealing with the inevitable. So yeah, buckle up, definitely. She says buckle up, but yeah, I added the roller coaster ride because we're all back and forth as to whether we get it, whether we understand it, whether we've set it up right, whether we need to have set it up now or later, because as Google announced earlier this year, it's going to be the usual, you know, form of analytics the universal ana- analytics is going to be fully sunsetted by this time next year so about july 2023 and the advice on the street the word on the street is that you should have already navigated and upgraded to ga4 because you want to be able to see year-on-year data you want to be able to do that an- analysis properly have GA running as well as GA4 so that you know you are confidently set up and the right things are coming through by the time you can't see any of the data that's being pulled through in UA. So yeah, let's talk about that and hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. BST, so that's British summertime, or at 12 p.m. Eastern time. I'm your host, Anna, and I'm recording here from my studio back in London, UK. If you were here with me last week, I was in the countryside of the UK in a place called Woodford, a couple of hours outside of London, but I I am back in my comfortable London space overlooking my garden, which I absolutely love. And yeah, I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet on that's right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin group the ppc chat roundup podcast yeah just ask make a request to join i would love to have you there or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes so we have Julie taking us on a great topic again, talking about GA4. And this is one topic that I feel that we cannot be discuss enough because it's one of those areas, again, that with as Google has been doing with us this week that keeps evolving again and again. And we have quite a bit of time. And for this one time that I'd be saying, I'm very grateful for Google giving us over a year to prepare for the slap in the face absolute sunset of universal analytics and a a total switch to GA4 and I've actually seen some talk on the Twitter sphere and just around the community about people now thinking what's an option for analytics from you know Google Analytics altogether and people are thinking maybe we can use a solution other than Google Analytics but I don't know how viable that is. Anyway, we've got Julie going on. Yeah, saying thank you for joining me today. We are going to be talking about GA4, 
Google Analytics 4, I'm going to be saying GA4 a lot. Yeah, and dealing with the inevitable. So buckle up because it's sure to be a lively one. But yeah, first, how are we doing? So yeah, nice little roll call again. We've got Robert Brady joining us saying, Hey, PPC chat, I'll be mostly lurking today, but it's a beautiful summer day in Idaho. And I'm glad to see you all here today. Amalia goes, I just yelled potatoes when I saw your tweet. <laughs> that is Idaho. No potatoes. So that tells you how much I know about Idaho. <laughs> We do grow the best potatoes. Very proud of that. But there's a lot more going on too. It's a big state without a lot of people. So most people just haven't experienced it or known people from Idaho. So when I hear potato, I think of the Irish and I'm not going to do the accent that I'd usually do around a very comfortable Irish friend of mine who won't slap me by saying potato in the Irish accent. So yeah, let's just leave it at that. I've then got Julia Vice, yeah, joining us as well, saying morning all, not bad, sunny with cool breeze here on the island today. Amalia, of course, joins us saying I'm feeling good today. Wrapped up year one of my business, reconnected with an old friend, got some audits to finish and school starts soon. That sounds like an exciting and, and lively trip there. Yeah, before we get into the questions, I will also read out Julie's essay of, of sorts. She goes, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels, especially when it comes to GA4, because no matter how new you are, it's one of those things where I love it that we, we spoke about this a few weeks ago about what really balances the field out for us that right now we're the state of whether you've been doing this for 12 years or whether you've been doing this for a couple of years, this is one area GA4 that makes you go, we're all learning this together, you know, like they, whether you've only been doing paid search for a few years, you could know something a lot better than someone who's been doing this for 10, 20 years kind of thing. So yeah, this definitely is one of those conversations that is for PPC professionals of all levels. She continues, if you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers and are, of course, always welcome to... And yeah, she reminds us that, that we have a handy PPC acronyms page. As I already have mentioned, I'll be saying GA4 a lot in reference to Google Analytics 4. So yeah, go check out officialppcchat.com forward slash PPC hyphen acronym. So the, 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 the. <laughs> Oh God, not the vertical one, the horizontal one that goes in the middle. So not the underscore one, the middle one. <laughs> Gosh, you can find out what people are talking about and no one needs to know you looked it up. So yeah, so you can all do your homework then. Dwayne Brown also joins us as well. Anyway, let's get into questions. Julie takes us on with question one going, let's get started. And this first question is to get an idea of how many of us are working on in GA4. Have you been working or trying to work in Google Analytics for GA4 yet? So that's why I didn't really join live. I lurked a lot because not really we've been working on GA4. I, of course, I work at Marin Software. We have our own platforms and our way of doing things there. We're trying to support a few clients who use Google Analytics, but our job is not in terms of analytics is about the whole paid search management as it were. Daniel Vardy responds to question one saying we have been working with our clients to onboard to GA4. They know it's something they have to do with, which is half the battle. Julie goes, it's harder to deploy than universal analytics. Not sure how the new Google one tag to rule them all is going to play into this either. 
And uh, yeah, we've got the wonderful Jenny who loves to join some of these chats and really listens to us when we have better brands. She goes, wanted to clarify that nothing is changing as a result of gstag.js becoming the Google tag. If you've got gstag in .js installed, there's no action to take. It's the same tag, but offers added functionality more here. And she gives a link, which I'll add to the recap. Dora Thomas also goes, is it? I feel so silly in thinking that it's the same old thing. So yeah. So is it going with was to Julie going, it's harder to deploy, not sure how the Google one tag to rule them all is going to play. And that's Dogar Thomas responding to that going, is it? I feel so silly thinking that's the same thing, that it's the same thing. And the events are so much more straightforward in their language. No more trying to explain the difference between a category tag and action. Now that I'm on board with Julia Vice goes, dog goods is funny because I find category and or tags so universal a taxonomy structure and yet so difficult for the average person to wrap their head around. CF literally any WordPress site. Julia Vice goes, think about it this way. Conversational flow has its own syntax and it's usually pretty informal, intuitive and contextual. Formal language like instructions or programs are the opposite. So people can get it, but it's work instead of intuition. Yep. I don't, I don't get that either. I feel like I need to pause from actually reading out that tweet and actually try to assimilate that tweet properly. I'll come back to that later. <laughs> and then we have Dan Patterson responding to question one saying I've dabbled in it here and there, not a fan personally, but I recognize that I'm going to have to spend time getting used to it either way. Julie goes, yes, I have finally gotten all clients to deploy Google Analytics 4 on their sites and I am trying to get better at working in it. Amalia goes, I have to question one saying, unlike with most things that Google pushes through, this one I'm probably considered an early adopter. Well done, Amalia, for being early on that one. And then we got Julia Vice responding saying, yes, kind of. One of my clients has it installed, but it's pretty unintuitive and it's not a great time of year to put aside hours to dive in. Oh, busy time. Jennifer responds saying, yes, I am struggling with some aspects of the reporting capabilities, not doing what I need them to do. The thing that really moves me about all these answers, you got all the people that are finding it difficult, like, you know, Julie trying to get better working at it and Julia Vice saying that pretty unintuitive. Jennifer going that she's struggling with it those are the ones getting the most likes and me for me that indicates there's loads of people who are struggling with it finding it unintuitive so yeah ga4 do something about that or rather google do something about that sean ellie as well responds saying yes have it set up and tracking conversions for all clients i try to spend at least a little time there every day if i don't have to find a quick answer and i'm slowly getting more comfortable well done sean we have julie then responding to giving question two saying if you have been working in ga4 how has it been going for you generally and Melissa does respond to question one saying, I'm only working with one client who uses GA and they are still on UA. I'll be lurking so I can learn more about GA4. Shameless plug. Merkel has a whole series on GA4 latest installment here. And that is a search engine. No, Merkel itself's article. And we will be sharing that. I'll be sharing that in tomorrow's paid search association daily link so if you're subscribed you will be seeing what that article is lawrence chase as well responds to question one saying yes being pushing clients to get it installed and attached to their ad accounts reporting companies are making money 
trying to get data for clients though, because it's very different from universal and things are hard to find or just are not there. Ashton Clark as well responds to question one saying, yes, we had most of our clients set up before July so that they would be able to take advantage of year over year data when the switch is made next year. Definitely has a learning curve, but slowly getting more comfortable. Dan Patterson responds to question one as well, saying, I see it as one of those. It's what we're going to be left with. So we better get used to it kind of things. Everyone that uses GA should at least get it installed, collecting data ASAP. Sean Ellie then responds to question two saying it's both frustrating and exciting. It is pretty clunky, but you can do a lot more customization and create nicer looking reports and graphs. No better feeling when you finally figure out how to get the data you want in the right spot, but it can take a while. We have Julie responding to question two saying, I have found working in GA4 to be very difficult. I'm trying to keep pushing as it will be the only option before we know it, but it's a struggle. And we have Julie advise as well, responding to question two saying not well, honestly, I'm so glad we have an analytics team to support because the learning curve for this thing is quite something. It's going to take a time investment to get going, not really a plug and play vibe. And then we have Tim Halloran responding to question one saying, yeah, switching to it on and off, making sure goals are tagged and it's populating for clients. So it's ready to question two. He goes, UI is different, but I don't have a positive or negative opinion of it yet. I have Google on how to do things whenever I'm looking for something specific. Amalia Fowler goes, I wouldn't say I'm working in so much as exploring. I was in UA five times yesterday for an audit and GA for zero of those times. Oh, Amalia, you should have tested whether what you were seeing in UA is same as what you were seeing in GA for, but hey, maybe it's not, that's not how it works. Dwayne Brown responds to question one saying a bit, but nowhere near enough at that needs to change. A bit, but nowhere near enough, and that needs to change. I dabble inside it at best. Dan Patterson goes, I still don't use it for actual reporting. Thinking of making that switch in January 2023, I need to spend more time with it. I'm still very lost in there. Lawrence Chase responds to question two saying, it has been going slow. I have not been able to devote too much time to learning beyond the initial class I took with Brie Anderson. Brie underscore E underscore Anderson is the handle due to a lot of client work, working with, with analytics experts to develop reports so clients are not having to slow down. In response to question two, Ashton Clark goes, it's been tough to be honest. A lot of the reports slash metrics, etc., that we used in the UA have been renamed, changed or removed all together. Any answers to question two? So no. So yeah, we have Julie taking us on to question three saying, let's get more specific. What is or are your biggest frustrations in working in Google Analytics, GA4 even? Sean Ellie responds saying it's not user-friendly at all. And it seems like they wanted the sidebar to look cleaner. So they just shoved a bunch of reports on each page. Dan Patterson responds saying recent annoyance was instead of setting up advanced segments to act like a filter, I had to set up audiences that start collecting from that point on. Really annoying. I hope there are other ways to do it, but it's not intuitive at all. Julie goes to question three, where to start? Everything is just harder. And I have worked in analytics since before Google purchased Urchin, which is now GA. It's built for devs, not non-devs. 
reportings are a major PTA, P-I-T-A, pain in the ass, I imagine is what she means, to configure if you can find them. And she continues, setting up a conversion action is really not easy. Sharing reports, still can't figure that out. Creating dashboards for clients, huh? No. It has a lot of customization capability, but not enough ready to go stuff. And Glenn responds to that. Well, responds to question three saying, yeah, point on sharing. I don't think Google designed it. So reports and annotations could have cross user access. I think they're coaxing people towards Data Studio for this. Julia Vice goes, and Data Studio is unsupported. Get ready for snake hair, Julia, because these unsupported but required clunky tools make my eyes burn like angry superman oh you do not want angry superman and yeah julie goes don't get me started on data studio it's like a coding class project that got released as a finished product by a multi-gazillion dollar international corporation oh wait it's not like that it is that <laughs> yeah melissa goes very true something that you really need so quite a bit of coding knowledge to actually figure out Jennifer responds to question three saying the reporting capabilities are different and challenging for what my client needs or slash has asked for. Not a fan of these reports trying to find a solution with the new GA4 capabilities for what they want to see. Lawrence responds to question three saying the lack of usability versus the old platform making changes to something people have decades of user experience with as drastically as they did was less than ideal. Sean Elliott responds, this is exactly what I was thinking. Could they not have kept some of the reports that we all use too, and then add customization pieces to make the transition easier? Dangles feel like they decided to rebuild it from the ground up, but I'm not clear on why they felt that was necessary. Tim Hallenbring goes, PMAX, GA4, disintegration of cookies, oligopolization of user data in the name of privacy, push to replace first party via enhanced conversion modeled conversion data. Who let conspiracy Tim out? <laughs> yeah. Lawrence goes, oh, Google is probably using it for their own benefit as well. I still have my tinfoil hat somewhere here. Yeah. It's all about them profiting from this really. Google is a business. They're trying to do things. To improve, in, to improve things. Melissa goes, y'all are scaring me. <laughs> yeah, be afraid, be very afraid, Dan Patterson goes. And then Tim Halloran responds to question three saying, I did the tutorial prompts a couple of times and assumed it would teach GA4 to me as a UA user, but instead it explained things to me like I was a high school student and the terminology slash definition used were different than UA. No correlations besides that, not besides that, not sure yet. Oh gosh, even their training system, not great. Ashton Clark responds to question three saying, adding secondary dimensions to reports leads to some of the data being hidden, which limits our insights. Example, main dimensions equals to session source or medium, convergence equals to 20. But when you add in a session campaign dimension, it'll only show 15 conversions. How does that help Google really? Dan Patterson responds to question three saying, it also seems to take forever for a change on a report to load. So I start wondering if it froze, but nope, it's just slow. I'm impatient. Julia Vice goes, I just don't know where to begin. That's the main thing. For clients where it is installed, I don't know what the best five step, best first step is, how to map our goals over. Everything is a search and a weird problem to solve. It's great for hourly billing, I guess. 
Mali responds, it feels like a whole new software and not an iteration of an existing platform. Therefore, I feel like I'm learning a whole new skill set. My biggest frustration is not being able to intuitively find my reports anymore. <laughs> Lord. Delgar Thomas responds to question one saying, been using J4 for years. It's been out for a long time. Lots to chew on with. Has it been around for years? Hmm. Yeah. And Dougar then responds to question two saying mindset shift are hard. And I think the reporting being so different was a major roadblock for everyone, but I think it's the right way forward for lots of reasons. Even based of, of some of Doug's answers from last week, I'm starting to think, is he getting paid by Google? Because <laughs> he's doing saying a lot of things that Google will like. Dan Patterson goes, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why it's the right way forward. Care to elaborate? If he did elaborate, it was not on this thread. I, so I doubt he actually did elaborate on that. And then we have, uh, yeah, Julie giving an answer to question three. Another answer to question three saying, I think there is a major mismatch between the actual users of the platform and who the platform was built for. Most PPCers or biz owners of marketing or marketing people have no interest in things like BigQuery. Yes, I included. We want easy to find and configure reports. Julie advice goes well. And for those of us who do use BigQuery, it's still just a data lake. There's a lot of work that goes into making sense of it all and it's pricey. Julie goes, yes, that is part of my point too. BigQuery is not accessible equally to all. So have it be put forth as just export to BQ and do X is not satisfactory. And then, yeah, we've got Dan Patterson goes, I'm recognizing I'm going to have to get good with BigQuery because it's the only way I've found to be able to still access the old GA data once they shut it all down. That part alone is probably my biggest annoyance with it all. Julia Vice goes, hard agree, and it's exports to this pricey thing and hire a team to analyze it. But don't worry, it's your data, shady. Glenn goes, I won't argue with that. BigQuery is oriented for devs. I won't argue with you that BigQuery is oriented for devs, but let's remember that Google devs largely interact only with other Google devs. They aren't marketers. Absolutely not. Dougar Thomas responds to question three saying the biggest frustration is moving everything around because we all had our go-to reports and diagnosis tools and they generally all changed with GA4 without a map to say, here's where this there's where this report that you, yeah, you worked all day on. Julie goes, yeah, yes to this. I was trying to find those things to create little cheat sheets to post on PPC chat site. And I got so mad. I went on a tweeting rant. I love a tweeting rant. Glenn goes, that's what we love about you, Julie. Yeah, right. I was just saying that I love her tweeting rants. And Dan goes, this makes me want to laugh slash cry. Yeah. Considering if Julie can't find a solution. God help the rest of us. Yeah, I've long begged. When Dan Patterson goes, I'm long. Oh, he did give a response. So he did do a, an elaboration. When Dan Patterson goes, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on why it's the right way forward. Care to elaborate. Doug R. Thomas goes, I have long begged for a reason to divorce our website and analysis from the session and a mythical visitor. The data in UA has been so polluted that I think we underestimated the amount of errors in the, in analysis caused by it. So he goes, so my thinking is that moving only to a meaningful events model versus a traffic focused model means that we can do what the platforms are well trying to do, at least in their com strat, to optimize towards the goal, not the intermediate step. Two can't be succinct ever. So many times 
I think we are trying to chase ghosts in the data, looking for trends that aren't really there in order to make it sound like we're data driven instead of simply measuring what's really there. Three. Wow. <laughs> so meme just going there. Yes, he's going on a raft on a rant. So that's tweet three of five. Anyway, so he continues. So so to trying to tie this up into things I focus on, it's a lot easier to say, well, we lose a percentage of conversions tracked by users who don't agree to tracking versus, well, we lost a ton of traffic month over month because we implemented a basic consent pop-up. Four, oof. And then he goes to five out of five. So when I talk about the right way, it's undoing so much work that we've learned and taught our clients to care about. But I think it's more accurate with better focus on what really matters to businesses and with less junk filling the data. Yeah, so I think the main biggest issue is that it's going to be a learning curve. But the data could be useful at the end of the day. We need to be measuring events, right events, where everybody's like, we're data driven, we're data driven. Actually, at the end of the day, you should be, it should be about informing what the customer is doing. We, we say that data driven so much, like if we're not talking about customers, I get that we're all looking at data, but communities are nearly, especially communities are knowing your audience. It's going to be the backbone of the future. It's the backbone of current state of affairs even. So even more so in the future. Glenn responds saying, love dog's phrase, better focus on what really matters to businesses. Absolutely. Yes, this is a wrenching change for us, but we can use it to remold perceptions of what analytical data gives us. Not pretty, useful. So yeah, it's not pretty, it's about useful. How Google is doing it is annoying. But I think they are doing the right thing. Oh God, don't quote me on that. Although it's now recorded. I might edit this out. Who knows? <laughs> and we have Fraser Andrews who goes, yeah, hey gang, a little late to the party. But in response to question three, he goes, I think just like the large shift in UI is the shock for me. Everything seems to be stripped back and will take a while to get used to. Yeah, I think it's that taking a while and learning new stuff is what we're annoyed with. Julie goes, it's kind of wild too that in UA, GA in UA, it had gotten to the point of asking it a question in the natural language and it showed you data or report. GA4 doesn't even have categories that feel logical to universal GA users, even power users. Dan goes definitely feels like a step back in this regard. So yeah, it's the whole process of how things are can be done. That's very much annoying. That's what I feel like I'm getting here anyway. Julie then gives us question four going, keep, feel free to keep sharing frustrations, but let's look at the flip side too. Is there anything cool you found in Google analytics four? And I think, yeah, Doug shouldn't answer this one. He's given his five part answer to it in terms of what, how he, why he thinks it is beneficial. It's a good step forward. Glenn responds to question four saying, I cannot say there is something in the GA4 UI I like, but to be honest, looking at the wider GA4 platform accessible via uh, BigQuery and Data Studio, I like its ability to handle the complexity of modern B2B marketing stacks. Brie responds saying the actual, the, the automatically creative predictive audiences being imported into your Google ads account, seven day likely churners, you're better get ready for a win back campaign. That sounds cool. 
And we have some very short and straightforward answers to question four. And here we've got Julia Vice going crickets from me, but that's due to not enough time to spend in the thing. Um, and yeah, Fraser has put a mean there. Dan Patterson, straight to the point, not yet. Lawrence Chase, even straighter to the point, no. We've got Sean Ellie giving a more detailed answer. Going, I have been able to create some cool custom reports that either wouldn't have looked good or may have been impossible in UA, but 99.9% of the time I can find better or faster answers in UA. Julie goes to question four saying, I have not yet uncovered something really cool in GA4. I hope to find something, but it is going to be a while until I can do what I've done in Universal Analytics simply and easily to have time to try other functions. We'll report back when slash if I find stuff though. And she continues to that saying, once I wrapped, wrap my head around customizing reports, I think there will probably be some cool things in there. It's just a slog to get reports that are used to just exist. Ashton Clark responds to question four saying, overall, not really, LOL. That said, I am interested in what explorations and more customized reporting might have to offer. Just haven't had time to play around with it in depth yet. And we have Dylan online coming in late, but, but I'll give you a few of his answers. Starting with question one, he said, been, been working in GA4 a lot more recently, but kind of wish I started earlier. Feel like I've left it pretty late, but the case ease of finding the information I need has kept me on UA for most of the part. We have Fraser going to, to answering question four, saying, following the crowd here with a no. I'm interested to see how it develops over time, but it again feels like it's been rushed out rather than educating users first. Julia Vice goes, I mean, if you were a product manager for this, wouldn't you tease some cool features and show how to build them with tutorials? Make some buzz and lay out a roadmap. I don't get it. It's a cool tool with a rollout made for us to hate. Julie goes, a lot of docu the documentation assumes you have coding experience or that your mind works like a dev too. Fraser goes, yes. And even though we should know a little coding bits, it doesn't hurt to know the basics as much as my dad doesn't believe it. We don't build websites. So make it easy for the users, guys. Yes, I don't build websites. I don't, I don't know how to build websites. So Dagar Thomas then responds to question four saying, I found the focus of conversions and revenue really good in the and the default dashboards, super useful for clients who just want to log in and look really quickly. I kind of love the concept of the report builder, much less need to pop something down to Excel. Okay. I am convinced Doug is working for Google now. Should, should someone check his LinkedIn? <laughs> And then we have Julie going on to question five, which is the last question of today. Another short, sweet set of questions, although more than three, more than four. She goes, if you could provide direct feedback to the Google Analytics slash DA4 team, what would you say or share? And I'm sure a lot. Twitter keeps going that there's a reply to this tweet and then I click into it and I don't see any replies. Twitter, what's going on? Or is it TweetDeck that's glitching on me? We then have Dogar Thomas responding to question five here saying, I think the biggest thing is to solidify what GA4 really means. I've been trying to read between the lines to get to my thoughts, but someone outright said the way Avinash Kaushik taught it is over would go super far to me. Oh, interesting. The other thing is to really focus on how to content, make it seem like this isn't even a lateral move. Show off the power of GA4. 
get an Avinash Kaushik of GA4 to explain the basics and higher strategy. Now, who is Avinash Kaushik? I need to Google that later. Dwayne Brown responds to question two saying, it's like learning a new sport, a lot of things I don't know or yet understand. And I'm just someone who doesn't necessarily like sports. So how about us? Dealing with that. Anyway, (laughs) Dwayne Brown responds to question three saying, right now I don't love how different it is, but I'm sure that will pass once I get used to the interface. Love that positive attitude. Dwayne Brown then continues in response to question five saying, make it easier to set up will be the big things. Also, don't make UA data disappear. Yeah, you know, leave it there. Past 2023, past 2024. I'd like that. Dylan online responds to question four saying, nope, I've seen videos of other people doing cool things, but haven't implemented because they haven't applied to my clients. And another interesting link Julie shares is that there is a GA4 certification program out now. Lord, I wonder what the fail rate of that is honestly considering people are finding this very hard still dan patterson goes adding that to my list to do this year robert wilkins yeah shares my emotion i would fail miserably i need to learn it yeah i need to learn ga4 in the first place before we can actually start doing certifications about it yeah on that note i'll bring us to the end of this chat or do we have any interesting post questions answers no i think that is it. oh john kagan came in late but let me let's give his answer to question five whoever built this clearly has no concept of how marketers use the platform on a day-to-day basis it's lack it lacks intuitiveness and is causing advertisers to use more time to find basic things and yeah julie put in very nice gifts going we're all in this together has said you know this out flew by and everyone and thanking everyone for our honest views we're all figuring this out and i got a cerebral workout from it yeah definitely a cerebral workout for me as well really interesting to see the both sides of the pros and the cons because there will be pros as much as we drag our feet in the ground thinking that there would be no pros they are pros so yeah i hope you enjoyed that session of us to going through GA4. How are you finding it? Did you say take some new takeaways? There are all these things familiar with you. Again, these kinds of, you know, especially the rants, the the annoyances, it's about remembering you're not alone in your frustrations. And if you understood some of the things that we're struggling with, struggling with, why don't you share that with us, especially on our Twitter spaces chat on Thursday at 5 p.m. BST, 12 p.m. Eastern time. So kind of the same time that we have the live chat. So yeah, join us on Thursday if you've taken some great takeaways and want to share that with us or just share a bit more of your frustrations and a bit of the things that you wish that Google had done better with a GA4. So yeah, if you have any feedback about the podcast and maybe even some corrections on anything that has been shared, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the marketing Anu or on LinkedIn. We have the PPC chat roundup group on there and we would love to have you join us on there to share your thoughts. It'll be great if you're a long-standing member or a brand new listener to give the podcast a rating or review. It's very easy to give a rating on Spotify. Just go to linktr.ee forward slash ppcchat underscore roundup. Click on the Spotify on the Spotify link and you, you, you'll get to my profile and there's, there's literally, you'll see the stars of how many people have rated so far and just add yours. Love that. That'll be a massive help to give the indication to other people that 
this is a worthwhile podcast anyway before i go i just also want to do a little plug about the ppc live uk second event that is happening on the 29th of september we have four amazing speakers three three speakers one is a first time speaker another is a second time speaker and we've got the amazing crystal carter who's a head of seo comms at wix but knows a lot about ppc so it would really be great to get bridge that gap between seo and ppc and how let people understand how seo can work understanding seo can really work well for paid search professional and a headliner would be rand fishkin this amazing speaker you know global founder he's founded spark toro there's an audience research tool so yeah september 29th please go get your tickets just go to bit.ly forward slash ppc live uk sept sept 22 so finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week Thank you.